0: I've had a problem with anger ever since I can remember. My problem was that I didn't get angry. Does that sound strange? You might say, that doesn't sound like a problem to me. It's great, Laurel, that you never get angry. Well, maybe it could have been if I, had, if I really hadn't gotten angry. In my early recovery from alcoholism, one of the rough spots that I had to face was dealing with and recognizing my anger. I prided myself on never getting angry. But the story really started long before. I remember when I was a little girl growing up, I did get angry and very inappropriately so, I might add. I remember people making excuses for me and saying, Oh, she's got a temper because she has red hair. So, of course, you know, that really gave me a license to lose it. I feel ashamed to say, At the time, I was secretly proud of it. Needless to say, I had a lot to learn. I remember throwing hairbrushes and breaking them if I didn't get my way. These are some instances that are painful for me to remember and difficult to relate, especially the physically aggressive ones, so I'll talk about them first. One time when I was six and my brother was four, and we'd been fighting as siblings do, he started to run. He could run faster than me, and I got madder and madder as I chased him. I remember feeling like I could kill. I was so angry and full of rage. It was fanned. The the anger was fanned because I couldn't catch him. He could run faster than I. So I picked up a rock and threw it, hitting the back of his head and splitting it open. The other example happened when I was ten, and I don't even remember what the heck I was mad about. Anyway, my mother was crocheting, and I guess she got up from her chair to talk to me. I brushed against her in the hall, hard and on purpose, driving the sharp little hook into the soft, fleshy part of her hand, pulling a small muscle or tendon out. God, I have instant recall of the absolute horror that I felt and still feel regarding both these memories. Both times I couldn't believe that I'd done this. As I grew older, the aggressiveness became more verbal instead of physical. I remember when I was about 18 and relatively newly married, my husband and I were going to a party. No one had remembered to call and let us know it was for dinner and we didn't get there until 9 p.m. Well, when we walked into a room full of friends, I said some pretty stupid and unkind things. I still feel like an ass about that. That was quite a few years ago, and I still remember how I felt. As time went on, and I did some maturing on a very minimal level, I began to see the destructiveness of this uncontrolled anger that I had So what did I do? I set about controlling it. As I'm prone to do like a clock pendulum, I swung it way over to the other side and in a matter of just a very few years, I never got angry. But at age 26, I went into a psychiatric hospital for depression. By the time I was 34, I'd been in six times. So much for stuffed anger, folks. At the present time, I've got some recovery time behind me and my skin is a bit thicker now than when I was active, uh, actively alcoholic or even during my growing up years. I know that it's not what happens to me so much, but it's my attitude about it that affords me the comfortableness of a thicker skin. And acceptance is much of my attitude now. By thicker skin, I don't mean a calloused outlook toward life or others, just the opposite. When I can work through and forget how hurt I feel, I can be more aware of others. Nevertheless, I still feel hurt sometimes, and nature in her wisdom has provided us with feelings of anger so that we don't wallow around in that hurt too long. If that happens, that we don't follow the course of hurt to anger, a little of our confidence is shaken, and we feel like there's something wrong with us. Then what happens is over a period of time, The self-worth is almost entirely gone, and we we become absolutely unable to cope with life. What I'm trying to say is that anger isn't only acceptable, but I think it's necessary to our well-being. The examples that I shared with you earlier and what I've just said may seem contradictory, but I'll clarify that later, or at least I'll try. I think that our society has taught us some stereotypes of anger. For example, many men feel like they have to put on a macho front. They can act out anger, or they do act out anger. Little boys are taught to fight back. Later, they learn to swear and can aggressively act out anger feelings with hard contact sports like football, hockey, boxing, and the like. Also, you may be interested in knowing that more men than women are employed in jobs that are highly physical. What many women learn to do with anger in our Western lifestyle is to stuff it. They're taught as little girls to be coy and demure. It isn't ladylike to be angry. Little girls don't fight. Ladies don't swear. And hard contact sports until very recently were pretty much non-existent. They're still not widely accepted. By the scale, it looks as though men are allowed to express anger more than women. But is it, is it appropriately expressed? And more importantly, is the real issue recognized when the anger is expressed? Oh, so, let me give you an example. I'm a man. I've been working on an assembly line or in an office all day where I've had to listen to the boss crab at me all day because he was angry at his wife and wouldn't express it to her, so he takes it out on me. If I blow up at him, I'll probably lose my job, I think, so I stuff it between clenched teeth. I come home after work and find that my six-year-old son left a toy on the step because what do I do? I slip on it and fall. Well, that does it. I storm into the house, I scream at my wife, and I spank my little boy. Not only haven't I gotten rid of the anger I feel at my boss, but now I've added shame and guilt to my bad feelings. And the domino effect is well in motion because my six-year-old hits his little brother who in turn kicks the dog. My wife is hurt and angry at me for what I've done and she expresses it by way of a headache when I want to be loving later. My expression of anger, as well as that of my two male offspring, is aggressive. My wife's is passive. And all of it is self-defeating. Do you remember a while back what happened to me when my pendulum swung from aggressive acting out to stuffing it? For years I thought I never got angry. Now I know that that's unnatural, superhuman, and it's impossible. When you talk to people about things that happen to you, have you ever used these words? I was disappointed, discontented. I felt frustrated. I'm an impatient person. I get irritated easily. I feel put out, rejected, resentful. I'm stubborn, suspicious. I feel trapped, uncomfortable, uneasy. By the way, uncomfortable is a nice, safe word. You can use that for a lot of things. Uneasy, unhappy, used. And these are really only some words describing degrees of anger. And if you have or do use them in reference to yourself, look at your anger and find out what you're doing with it. Also, I want to ask, do you spend a lot of time not talking to your spouse or significant other? How about difficulty sleeping? Stomach trouble, ulcers, or headaches. Do you get a lot of colds? Again, I want to suggest you take a look at your anger feelings. Here are some examples of uh, anger which are difficult to recognize easily and so can be stuffed or not dealt with. Waking up on Monday morning to find you've overslept. Panic sets in or fear. I'll be late to work, miss the appointment, or the kids will miss the bus. What an awful feeling. But quickly it becomes anger. We become mad at ourselves or the electric company or whatever circumstances are responsible, maybe the clock. Recognizing it as anger and dealing with it right away will probably prevent me from screaming at the kids or my coworkers. And I think sometimes the mere fact that I see I'm mad helps. You know, anger isn't always anger. It can be anger. Um, I can use my sense of humor, and that's a lifesaver most of the time. Second example, you go out to your garage, and it's 30 below, and you're needing to get someplace right away. What do you find? A flat tire. This may emerge as despair, but this, too, soon becomes anger. Anger at God or yourself for not getting new tires. Again, appropriately dealing with this will prevent a headache or an upset stomach, or some other physical ailment. At least it has for me. The third example I think a lot of us um, uh, have experienced, I want a particular person to like or love me. Maybe he or she doesn't, or maybe he or she doesn't the way I want him or her to. What I can do is manipulate, try to control, and rationalize the heck out of the relationship to get it to go the way I want it to go but when I recognize the anger I feel because I'm not getting what I want then I can make some changes and feel better I don't have to but I can at least I have an option the other thing and I touched on it before a little was that keeping my anger inside or more specifically not expressing it somehow causes resentment and resentment evolves into self-pity These are causes of depression and, crucial for me, the recovering alcoholic, the two biggest causes of relapse. I know they were the significant contributing factor to mine a few years ago after I'd had six and a half years of sobriety. I was angry at everything and I used my husband as an excuse. I was angry at my husband because he wouldn't stop drinking. I didn't deal with that and it festered into resentment. I became infected with self pity and it exploded into active alcoholism again. The chain reaction goes from anger to resentment to self pity and finally the alcoholism is activated. Pretty big price to pay for my not dealing with my anger. I used to think that it was childish and not altogether to feel angry. I was. Um, The longer I I was in AA, the longer I stuffed my feelings and felt like I shouldn't ask for help from other people because I should be more together. So I really think it's important to emphasize that so many of us think of anger negatively because most of the time it's, it's expressed so vociferously. It's a big word for loudly. Now I see that it's mature to recognize that I do feel it. It's very human, and then I can deal with it appropriately. And remember, it isn't the feeling that's right or wrong. The feeling is just there. What I do with it, though, could be wrong. Anger is also a motivating factor for getting real positive things done. I think that Ferent Mills was angry, I mean really angry, about the injustices of the Hungry Children of the World, and so Christian Children's Fund was founded. Pretty neat. On a personal level, a while ago I was having a hard time making ends meet, and when I got frustrated enough about the amount of money I earned, I took some steps to improve that, I. e. I went back to school so I could qualify for a better job that was difficult but it was a positive move from many angles and there were side benefits that I didn't count on like I found I enjoyed learning new things in a university atmosphere and I took some risks regarding new rather scary things and my self-confidence grew I needed that I think we all do and disgust this is another example disgust and remember these are other words describing anger Disgust at the way I look motivates me into losing weight. No matter how much I talk about it or wish it, I don't do anything till I get angry. I get really angry at looking at myself in the mirror. By the way, talking about dieting, I discovered when I stuff my feelings, I stuff myself. Sort of feed my anger, so to speak. So, stuffed anger for me is also fattening. Do any of you do that? Why is it important that we become aware of anger? Well, uh, it's one of the four primary feelings, and they are hurt, fear, anger, and joy. All the other words to describe feelings are based in these, I think. So if if we refuse to recognize one, then the others are negated or not recognized as well. That means, to what extent I'm willing to feel a so-called painful feeling, that's the extent that I'm able to feel a so-called non-painful feeling. If I don't experience all my feelings to the fullest, I'm only on the periphery of life. You might say, no thanks, I'll pass. I'm really pretty satisfied the way it is. I don't want all that pain, and my life is okay. That's okay. I do want to challenge you, though. Do you ever find life boring or dull or uninteresting? Well, I have to say I don't remember the last time I felt bored. Life is continually satisfying and definitely not dull. I can't say it's painless for sure. Um, It's also become much more fulfilling. I can understand other people better if I can respond from my own feelings. And I want to tell you that makes me feel warm and caring and very worthwhile. Another thing, it's also easier for me to make decisions if I know what I feel and I don't have to should on myself. I used to do that a lot. I should do this. I should do that. For example, these days it's much easier to say no when I want to than it used to be. Many years ago, I spent, I can't believe this, I spent three years bowling when I didn't want to because I couldn't say no. This sounds incredible now, but I really didn't know I didn't like to bowl. So then, I can operate from the level of what I really want and I feel stronger in a very healthy way and better able to take care of me in the face of pressures and challenges. I don't feel like I'm at the mercy of life. I feel more in control. I also know from painful experience that inability to express angry feelings properly is a main roadblock to relationships. I'd like to share with you next how I use some of the steps in this area of my life. In working my program, I've learned to adopt some new thinking that cuts down the frustrated, disappointed, enraged outlook that, as you've just heard, permeated three-fourths of my life. Step one, I know that I'm powerless over my feelings and that my life is unmanageable. Being thusly, I must move into step two and believe that a power greater than I can keep me sane if I recognize all of my feelings are positive. With his help, I can deal with them appropriately and learn what I'm supposed to with the least amount of discomfort. Step three is crucial to me because, and I think you can all recognize this, I want things my way. I don't like to look at that consciously, but that's really the way it is. I think we all are. Well, when they don't go my way, I feel angry. Different degrees of anger, but angry. Here again, I tend to not recognizing, not to recognize the anger by using words like disappointed, frustrated, impatient, and uncomfortable. That's lying to myself. That's the time then that I have to stop and turn it over to God, who is my higher power. The sooner I do that, the sooner I'm feeling happy again, or at least serene. Let me give you an example. A few years ago, I applied for a job that seemed to me to be a cinch. The interview was with people who knew me, and I received a lot of support. I'd even been encouraged to apply by the supervisor of that job, so I was a shoe-in, right? Wrong. Someone applied who was more qualified than I. I can tell you I felt hurt and rejected, and you guessed it, angry. Well, thankfully, I'd been working my 12 steps long enough and recognized pretty early, like early the next day, the need for the third one here. I also got some help from a sponsor. I didn't know why I didn't get that job, but I accepted that God knew best, and I kept on trucking. Two months later, a much better job came along. I applied and got it. The process, though, of working the third step was such that I needed to deal with the anger before I could let it go and turn it over. I've done it the other way. I just tried to turn it over without recognizing it. And all I did was keep taking it back because underneath I was resentful. I just was hanging on to that. There was a good article in the grapevine a while back about justified resentments. In essence, it said they get you drunk. Steps 4 and 5 helped me, and still do, to recognize when I'm not dealing with my anger because I discover the resentments and self-pity I have. So you see, I still have to work on recognizing my anger, too, no matter how long I've been aware of it. In the past, though, I had a virtual warehouse of garbage in that area, not just at my husband, that was just the excuse. But I can remember at God for not making things better for me financially in every other way, at my kids for not getting better grades, and at my mother for dying, for heaven's sake. Once I got on that roll, it was all negative uh, all the way down, and I mean down. Okay, doing step 10 in regard to anything is essential for me, so it applies here as well and a daily personal inventory keeps me on the path of sobriety. Moving significantly into step 11, I've really been able to grow this far, and I don't think I'm necessarily getting better and better, but I do feel closer to God, and that is step 11. By being in touch with all the feelings that he gave me, including anger, that improves my conscious contact with him and that feels secure and safe, and boy, do I like that. Okay, that brings me to step 12. I try to carry this message to others. They're not always ready to listen, and that's okay. We're all at different stages of recovery. But, but one of the things I can do is practice these principles in all my affairs. If I can do unto others as I would have them do unto me, I'm living the way I think God wants me to. And if I'm living the way God wants me to, then I'm pretty happy. That's been tested and tried and true. The best way that I can do that is to know myself. And the best way to know myself is to understand and deal with all of my feelings. I believe, after all, that my emotions are God-given, all of them. Okay, a while ago, if you remember, I said I wanted to challenge you. Let me present this then and would you please listen closely and give yourself the opportunity to open up and live a fuller life. This will take some little time of practice before it becomes comfortable because you've been reacting in a different way with your anger for quite a while. Be aware that you're in a transition stage and know in a positive way that you want to change your life into a more rewarding, interesting one. And be patient with yourself as well. One, learn to identify your anger. See how you've been circumventing it because somewhere way back, someone told you it was bad to get angry. At first, I know it'll take courage to even try to recognize it, and you're going to get disgusted a lot, but recognize that you're angry. We've learned to think if we try to forget it, it'll go away. That's not so. That's stuffing it, and you already know the story of that. Okay, the second thing I'd like to ask you to do after you've identified it is to face your anger. See it. Use all the strength that you can muster to squarely face the situation. Women, I think, will really need to make an effort to depend on a higher power. And I'm not saying that the men don't need to, you men don't need to do that, but women will need to make an extra effort for some help because of the old passivity tapes, which are very strong and tend to want to come into play it's much easier for us to stuff it or deal with it in different ways such as inappropriate driving that's one of the things that I did another thing I want to emphasize to you is that you're going to feel vulnerable and you are you are whenever you show your feelings but being vulnerable is part of living too so don't worry I don't melt into the carpet from emotional pain, even though at the time I may wish I could. And right while I'm in it, I'm not going to say that this is good and I'm not going to melt. But on the other side of it, I know it is and I don't melt. Okay. To date, I've always found out later why I went through what I went through and it's been worthwhile. Believe me. Okay, the third thing I'd like to ask you to do is work through it. After I've expressed my anger, and I mean owning it, which means not to blame someone else for the way I feel. In other words, instead of saying, you made me feel angry when you walked out of the room, I need to say, I felt angry when you walked out of the room. The person that you're talking to about this may get defensive um, and argue or say some things uh, to defend himself or herself. But if I continue to own the anger or any other feeling for that matter, it works. In other words, don't blame. Four, and very important, turn it over again and again after you've done what you need to do. And something um, I forgot. Sometimes I know it's impossible to express the anger felt, such as, oh, a, a little child against a powerful or seemingly powerful adults, such as a parent or a teacher, or when the one at whom you're angry isn't there, like a daughter or son living away who doesn't write as much as you'd like. Uh, for, for these things, I'd like to recommend a healthy release that I use. Pounding on a pillow or yelling in a car where no one can hear me. I can let it go then. It might feel funny at first. It did for me. But don't knock it till you've tried it. It really works. Take some practice, too. I hope you'll do yourself a favor and take up this challenge. It'll be worthwhile. Summing up, I know that I can't live life alone. I need help, and I find that God works through other people. In the AA Al-Anon program, I get so much more than I can ever imagine in the fellowship of the meetings and from my sponsors. God bless, go to AA, and don't drink.